Hi, I'm Simon Devereaux, Director of Global Talent Development at Framestore, and welcome back to the Framestore podcast, where we're spending time with the Labs team and our very special guests, Johnny Dixon, Global Head of Production and Senior Executive Producer, Jocelyn Dibor. We pick up where we left off as we get into the rest of the Framestore dailies questions and, of course, more Labs chat. So, without any further delay, we very much hope you enjoy episode 25, part two of the Framestore podcast, our Labs Summer Special. So I'm keen to get your answer to the next question, because this is um, it's the classic, what would you show to an alien to demonstrate what your team does? So if you could recommend one project you've worked on that truly showcases what the Framestore Labs team do, what would it be over, over the last you know 12 plus years? What's the, what's the, the one you're most proud of? Um, perhaps we can kick off, with, uh, kick off with Johnny and we'll go to Jocelyn. Uh, I think there's two, there's two things that I'm, I'm most proud of, um, and, and they probably both go back a bit. I and mean, we haven't got to the end of some of the, mm. or, 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 or the meaty parts, I should say, of some of the ones that we're working on currently. So I'll, I'll take something from the past. I think, I think the one that I'm most proud of, and it was my first day actually at Framestore, instead of coming in for my orientation, I went straight to the London Stock Exchange for the 8 a.m. market open experience that they wanted to change. And wow. we were um, in with three or four other agencies, um, uh, with a chance of putting a you know a tender together for 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 reinventing that ceremony in the morning and and doing that daily content and me and Robin were talking about it and it was you know I think he'd been at Framestore for a week and it was my first day and um you know and we were like this is the most boring thing I can possibly think of I was like and it was like the guys sitting reading the pink tops the pink papers yeah. on the tube you know with the pinstripe suits and the you know normally our clients are you know, media people or people doing events or, you know, and it was like, this is the London Stock Exchange. And this is about, I was like, A, I don't care, <laughs> you know, and B, you know, this is dull. Yeah. So we sort, we sort of took that as a kind of, you know, red rag to a bull. I mean, we're like, right, let's let's come up with something that, that takes these guys into, you know, on a, on a rocket ship, back to that analogy. And, and like, you know, let's thrust them into the universe of data and come up with a really cool, a really cool pitch for it and robin had this kind of brainwave and went through all the different you know, iterations of what sort of um digitizing of the whole stocks and shares market you know was all about and, and came up with this this plan about the birth of a galaxy and all the different sort of orbiting elements becoming stocks and all this stuff and it was out there it was wow. mad and the interface was mad and it was all kind of Tron was the cool thing at the time. We yeah. made it all look like Tron and it was all neon and blah, blah, blah. And they sort of went, I don't, you know, we put the whole presentation to them. They were like, I don't, you know, some of them were really into it and some of them understood that it was, you know, a, a big sort of technological leap. Hmm. Um, and it worked out really, really well. And, uh, and it was a very difficult story to tell. And, and, and I think his execution did an amazing job of making it simple and yet full of detail at the same time and that was kind of part of the brief and it was like bringing some of the bring some of their heritage to it bringing yeah. their technology core to it bringing their values to it but at the same time we wanted to put our stamp on it so that 
that's a really cool piece of work that I'm that I'm really happy with, even though, um, you know, and I'm sure they'll forgive me for saying it's a fairly fairly you know mundane subject. Mm. I think yeah. the other one was when the Tate Modern asked us to digitize this most sold poster in their in their gift shop, which was about the hundred years of modern art and representing all the different groups of artists and how they affected that growth of the scene and um, and which pieces that they had there. And we had this concept of, um, we had this concept that, that was a big, huge interactive wall um, that, that, that you could open these portals up in. Mm. Um, and there were these kind of waves of, dots that turned into content um, if you interacted with them and you know it was it was a really beautiful simple wow. piece again and it was full of color and, and it was full of fun and and a lot of you know kids i suppose used used it in a in a, in a way that they could get their heads around you know dadaism or you know yeah. whatever it was and, and and so those those things kind of stick out in the, in the kind of past um i'm sure jocelyn's going to talk about the future because you know if anything we should be more proud of of, of what we're doing now yeah, love that, Johnny. Thank you. And yeah, two very different worlds, right? Two two very different examples, but yeah, equally both cre- massively creative and, and technological challenges, right? So super cool. So Jocelyn, what have you got then? Let's bring us bang up to date with some uh, some re- recent work. Um, so I think with with um, the recent work, I think it's it's not so much on 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 the um, uh, in terms of. Um, you know the type of of audience we're reaching, but it's more on the um, the 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 uh, the way the system is scaling up really fast. So one of our clients is, like we said, has got various offices around the world. They've yeah. got those headquarters with, you know, every time we jump on the call with them, we discover that they have a new screen that um, is ready to receive content. And where is that content? Um, you know, and the system sort of, you know, accommodates that. I mean, the, the engineering team and Robin kind of uh, the work that they put into being uh, ready and, and allowing this to happen uh, means that we can, you know, we can scale and we, we're delivering, you know, at a incredible speed. Um, mm. So I think that's that's what, you know, is, is quite good when you know that, um, you know, the team behind is very solid. The, the other Thing, like just to go back on the past a little bit in terms of the uh, the work for me uh, because I still haven't seen the London Stock Exchange one. Well, I've heard about it, but mm. uh, I've not been invited yet. Um, was a campaign for one of our clients, which was to um, cover the launch of uh, the NASA uh, Artemis, uh, wow. you know, uh, g- going up. Um, and um, I remember, you know, working on it, and um, they were they were screening this onto their Times Square um, screen, and you know there was oh. a few uh, kind of weather or problems where we had to do it over and over again, and I think eventually it, it didn't actually launch. Um, but I was I was there, and uh, my son came in and he was like, "What are you doing? You know, can I watch 
my series on Netflix and I was like, oh, I'm doing something. I'm going to be on a call with NASA. And then he was like, <laughs> you could have done a call with NASA. <laughs> Best response ever. Um, but I was like, well, it's, it's been cancelled. And, um, and then uh, I, I think what, uh, half an hour later, the BBC kind of said, and the uh, launch, you know, Artemis is cancelled. And then they all came up uh, and said, you were right. Like, you were really talking to NASA then. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, <laughs> it's like my son was like, yes, I told you so. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, Not now, great. I'm talking to NASA, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. That's brilliant. What great examples. Amazing. Thank you both. Um, I'm going to stay with you, Jocelyn, for the next question, which is uh, a common myth about your your job or your role. What do people often get wrong about your role in, in the labs team? Um, I think, like we said, you know, um, we have we have such a uh, a tight uh, team that there's no. I don't think there's any uh, thing to clarify with anyone in the team. I think people know that um, you know they 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 can approach me for anything, um, and um, you know, the, yeah, the doors open, and yeah. even if it's not. Uh, uh, something that on paper would be on my job description, you know, we're, we're all there together as a team. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, can, I cannot, re, you know, really say that people have been mistaken about what I'm supposed to do or do. Uh, Let me throw you a curveball then. So I don't work in labs and I'm not a producer or an executive producer. You know, my assumption about, from the conversation we've had is that there's Jocelyn on the phone to NASA, going to these amazing spaces, schmoozing with clients living the dream have i got that wrong it can't all be uh champagne flutes and canapes right yeah so yeah schmoozing with the clients no not really no not not even in these massive establishments <laughs> hanging out with the uh, goldman sachs and, and co surely they must look maybe after soon, you maybe soon so there you go there's a good myth that's been debunked here on the podcast what about you johnny what's a, a common myth about your job role or field of expertise i think i think i'm going to echo dustin again and just say that um there's a lot of, of dovetailing in with everybody else so your role on paper might say x and i think the last sort of six or seven people have we brought into the department and they've i've said i've said to them your job description will say this and you will have to do 25 other things as well. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I'm, I'm included. So one, one day I've got, you know, um, I'm doing some wiring in a, in a machine room in New York, you know, with a builder behind me, uh, Jack hammering the floor whilst I'm putting some network cables in. Mm. And the next minute, um, you know, we, we're doing a, a finance call with, with, with an investment bank. So, yeah. you know, it, there's, there's very much um, a lot of hats to wear. Yeah. Uh, and, I think that the the actual role descriptions are all a bit of something that just has to be is box ticking in a way. It's like yeah. your your role is this, so that on a you know on a payroll chart or whatever you know yeah. it is what it is. But there's it's it's kind of all out the window. Uh, going back to the pirate ship analogy, yeah, I love that. You're definitely painting this picture of being kind of marauders and uh, you know the cool kids of Frame Store. You know, you know, flying under the radar, getting the cool work done. The rock stars of Frame Store it's just really hard work i wouldn't i wouldn't you know it's not all it's not all that no it's there are hardly ever any champagne flutes no, and exactly. it's, all our clients are in in the states so there's yeah, very little face to face um it's just where it's just that's just where they want to do this kind of work you know unfortunately mm. we haven't found much luck in 
in Europe with it. It's it's the budgets are there and um, the big ideas are there mm. and the showiness is there that kind of goes along with wanting to put the biggest screens up on your building and all that kind of that kind of um, you know competition that that's generated by those kind of um, those kind of guys. You know, Wall Street's kind of famous for you know it's one upmanship on each other and and and, yeah. and we very much sort of live in that in that world with them and as i've said it's it's very much about everyone working for the team and 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 everybody sort of getting their hands dirty definitely thank you and moving into my next question which is uh, important lessons so i'm keen to get you both have a lot of experience uh, jocelyn what's the most important lesson you've learned over your your long career well, I think it's, um, there's many, I'm still learning every day. Um, yeah, true. So, you have to whittle it down to at least one, maybe two. Okay, making assumptions, you know, assuming anything. You've got to yeah. check, double check and triple check and check again. Yeah. What about you, Johnny? What's the big one? What's the big, most important lesson you've learned? Well, I'm sure there are lots too. You know, I think there's a couple. One, one is, it's not as much as a, of a panic as people think and yeah. i think you know when 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 the phone blows up and everything's it looks like it's spiraling you know i think it's it's always paid to take a step back and and and, and not get sucked into the drama yeah. i think that's it's it's only comes with with time uh, and i think i was speaking to um a new person at frame store in the lift the other day and they were like i don't know I don't know how, you know, I'm going to be able to do this. And I was like, the only way you're going to be able to do this well is by doing it 20 times. Yeah. And like whether the whether the next time is in three months or the time after that is in a year. And, you know, these the tricky situations only get harder and you only get better at dealing with them the more times you go through it. So maybe those two things go together. You know, mm. you've got to not not explode when a, when the storm comes and, um, you know, you just got to keep doing it and, and not be afraid of, of, of making decisions. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the rule of, uh, kind of, you know, practice, isn't it? It's like learning an instrument or sharpening a tool set. You just got to keep doing the work and doing the work and you might not get it right. First time. You're never an expert. No, never. Ne- I always say nobody ever reaches mastery. That's one of my, my quotables. I think you're always work as you, you both said, you both said, you're always learning. You're, you know, Jocelyn, you said you, you're learning important lessons every day. Um, and I think nobody ever gets to that point where they're perfect and they, they're absolutely nailing it at whatever level you're at. So I think really, really good stuff. Okay, so let's keep this uh, pirate ship sailing then. Um, so uh, professional mentors. Um, Johnny, who's been your most important professional mentor over the years? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Mel and William here have both um, been really amazing people for us to lean on and gain expertise from I think the comment we just made about you know going through those situations and you know whether it's you know with lawyers and, and legals or, or going into a new pitch and, and how to approach things um, and trying to win up new business I think you know both of those both those two have, have really shown us um, you know the expertise that's got them to where they where they are now and and, and they've been very good um, with myself Robin Jocelyn and and very good mentors to work with I think over the years um, there's been a lot of people um, but um, obviously those two stand out for me yeah no thank you Johnny you're absolutely right and uh, what about you Jocelyn who would you credit as being a big big professional mentor or mentors 
Um, I, well, it wouldn't be someone in the organization because obviously I'm fairly new. Yeah. Uh, so I will, I will, um, I will refer back to uh, when I was in the advertising uh, world, and I had a creative director who I will name, who's Treffer Thomas. Uh, he okay. was at Sachi and Sachi, and he was, you know, really successful uh, creative director. Um, and you know, this this getting your hands dirty. Uh, being kind of uh, approachable, um, you know, telling you when something's not right and then moving on. Uh, you know, you had this leadership uh, uh, session, Simon, which oh, yeah. was great. And, you know, I would definitely put him as one of those people who demonstrated that you can be in charge um, and, you know, uh, to the point, yeah. um, but supportive and, um, you know, kind of, also to what Johnny said, where, you know, not get sucked in, in, into the drama of, mm -hmm. you know, clients or whatever's going down at the time and kind of keeping your head cool. Um, you know, so that, that was very much, uh, uh, you know, something I learned firsthand and, you know, being leading from the front. Yeah. Um, so he was, uh, he, he still is, he's a friend now. Um, nice. So that's always the strength of a good yeah, manager yeah, or mentor, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Those relationships sustain for sure. Two great examples. We're going sailing together. So that's with the, uh, the sailing analogy. Oh God, stop, <laughs> stop with all of these boating metaphors, you two, honestly. <laughs> um, I'll be talking in a full blown pirate voice at the end of this episode, but yeah, thank you for that. Honestly, some really, really great examples of, of, of strong mentorship. Um, so we touched on the various touch points. Well, funnily enough, touch points, touched on them. But we talked about all the different entry points into labs. Um, I'd love to hear your take on advice you'd give to somebody who's starting out, who's keen to get into this line of work. Um, perhaps start with you, Jocelyn. What would be a piece of career advice to anybody listening, whether they're in Framestore or they're listening outside of the... the Four labs, you mean? For labs, yeah. I mean, I mean, cut it however you want to. It could just be about getting into industry broadly. Yeah, I've, I think from from um, it's it's actually I would report on what I've witnessed where we had um, uh, when I started, uh, um, you know, what happened to me where you just have to run with it and kind of ask questions later. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, I think also being of um, curious. So we had, um, you know, I think Darren was mentioned, but um uh, Sophie as well is a great example where uh, Sophie was in the uh, runners team and uh, she's now uh, a really key part of our uh, team in, in you know creative te the, the creative te technology team um, because of that you know resilience inquiry wanting to learn being curious and kind of not being uh, afraid of picking new stuff up because that's what's needed at the time and um, owning it. That's a great example. Yeah, and it was Sophie who came through the mentoring program originally. That's when we first spoke, Johnny, wasn't it, back in the day where yeah. you, you couldn't take on mentors because it was such a small team, but you're welcome to have that conversation. So it's, that's great to hear that that's still, that's still bearing fruit and Sophie's doing a great job by the sounds of it. Johnny, I can see you procrastinating on your answer to the question. What's the piece of advice that you would offer to somebody trying to get into the visual effects industry or lab specifically? I think just really hard work. Yeah. I mean, I know that's a really obvious answer, but, you know, the world's changed a bit. And, um, you know, and 
and I suppose I suppose it's, it's I'm, I'm speaking historically about how myself and, and a lot of my peers, you know, got on in the industry or, or how we 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 you know we um we marched on when other people maybe stayed a bit more static was that we just didn't stop it was just like you just worked you worked all weekend you worked all night if need if need be it never mm-hmm. seems you know never seemed to need to have uh, any time to myself maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. this is a problem maybe, maybe this is always bad advice I think <laughs> but, you know you get to a point you get to a point where you know that that hard work pays off and I think you know going through so many different layers of the of the industry as I did from from kind of runner up I got a really good overview of kind of everyone's role mm-hmm. um, and you had interactions with everybody you know more so at the lower levels because you're yeah. you're working with them and um and I think just being completely dedicated and 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 really putting your all in and, and I know it's you know you know it's a, it's kind of a mother's saying isn't it but elbow grease goes a long long way yeah um you know, being there at all hours, being the first in, being the last to leave, you know, it says an awful lot. I do a lot of hiring, you know, and we've mentioned a few of them today. And it's like the people who have shone and the people who I can guarantee you will shine for the rest of their careers are the people who were first in and last to leave. Yeah. Um, and, and and I think I can't be highlighted more. And I'm, I'm a massive advocate in um, in work experience bringing people in you know from you know from colleges and schools to say this is this is what it looks like in a working environment this is what people do they turn up 15 minutes before you know kickoff um they prepare themselves they get ready you know they have an hour lunch break and then you know when the work's done it's time to go yeah and 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 i think there's much more of a formulaic way of looking at things these days. Um, and, and maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm a bit of a dinosaur, but um, there's no, what's the saying? There's, there's no, uh, I know what you mean. There's no, was it replacement for hard work or there's no, there's yeah. Hard work is hard work. You know, you're either a grafter or you're not. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and well done if you're not for making it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll get them on the podcast for sure. And getting there. Get their their tips on how to make it when you're not working hard because uh, I completely agree. So great answers both. Thank you. So we're going to segue neatly into the question where I get to take a break and ask you what's one question you wish I'd asked you and how would you have answered it? So what's the question that I've not covered? And I might have covered everything, but is there one thing you wanted to talk about that I've not covered? Um, Johnny, maybe you want to take that. Right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's an unanswerable question, but I'm gonna ask it because we get asked it a lot, and and maybe uh, when it gets out there on on the airwaves, people people could have a think about it. But um, everybody says to us, "How do you win your work?" Yeah, uh, and how do you get these sort of um, these really you know conspicuous jobs, and, and and how do you win them over your your rivals? And, and you know, William used to always ask us, is say like, "Can you go through the sort of process and tell me how you get that work?" Um, and, I, and, and, and maybe being in the right place at the right time okay. is, is, is part of it. And maybe um, maybe having this kind of white glove approach to our clients and wanting to sort of be that end-to-end thing. So, but the, the question is, is that uh, how does Labs go about winning its work? And, and, and what kind of sales methods do you use to, you know, to lure people in? And it's, uh, you know... I don't have an answer yeah. and so it's 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 complicated and it's and, it, and i suppose that it, 
has all the kind of you know recipe of you know knowing what we do inside out yeah. being really interested in technology you know aligning yourself you know with the with the end user and saying if i was you what would i expect from someone like me yeah um it's a bit of an enigma right it, it, i mean it's, does reputation play a part in yeah anyway, i mean do you think definitely. with these long-standing relationships Definitely, the Framestore banner um, and and what Framestore do is a, is, a, is a huge part of it. But as as I've kind of been saying, we we work in a, in a different area, so it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't carry the weight that they they know. But they look mm-hmm. at the site and they go, "Wow, you win Oscars! That's what I want. I want the greatest content." So you know, yeah. a huge amount. You know, it's got to be said for for that, and we we use that to our advantage. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. And Jocelyn, uh, do you share that question, or is it a question you wish I'd asked you? No, I, I I agree. I think it's a difficult question. I think the the uh, the question I would like to you know uh, hear is how do we have a, a even a, even more seamless integration from that end to end of you know uh, having a, a technical solution that you know encompasses uh, uh, you know amazing content um, you know and and really extend that that capability within you know what uh, people approach framestore for um, yeah. you know that it, it's it's less niche in the, in that sense because all those screens are popping up and um, you know it's not stopping so yeah I think it's kind of how would we kind of get this more out there? Uh, from an end-to-end as a seamless kind of offering in in that way. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. So we're getting into the last couple of questions now. A bit of a quick fire round on the next one, which is uh, who would you like to hear from on the podcast next and why? So I know this came as a recommendation from Mel and here we are. So we're proof that we listen. So who would you both like to hear next or at least in the future? Go on, Jocelyn. Um... Yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, someone like Sophie or Darren, you know, yeah. in, our, in our team. Who, Can I have another lab special for that? Yeah, as a as a episode, uh, you know, number two. Just just in terms of, you know, what, what um, yeah, it's a, uh, to me, it was a great success story when you're like, you know, you, you're somewhere and then you're, you're kind of finding your way through you know um coincidence and i think you know johnny talked about it being in the right place at the right time i agree but i also you have to put yourself in that place at that time so yeah. it's not just uh, a coincidence um so yeah the young ones cool okay right so we're gonna do a labs part two then if that's what you've set up on this podcast well done good job good job well uh, what about you johnny who would you like to hear I'd like to hear from you, Me? Uh, Simon, and about how you, yeah, how you, how you got to this uh, point, how you, how you built, uh, building up this this podcast, how you bring people in to help you, oh. all because you you must hear all about the whole breadth of Framestore. I do get the luxury of having these conversations. I must admit, it's a real there treat. There you go. So if you could kind of. If you could kind of take the the best of bits and, and have that, I'd, I'd be very interested in oh, that. Cool. All right. Maybe maybe you could host it, Johnny. You could be the host for that one. Let's do it. Done. Done. Deal. Okay, right. We've got, and I'm very aware you've got a client meeting in five minutes. So we're going to finish with our fun pairing question, uh, which is the reason why people tune in, which is uh, the one meal you could eat for the rest of your life. So, uh, Johnny, why don't you kick us off? What's the go-to almost you know, desert island? Here we are, another pirate analogy. You know that's uh, that's easy for me. That is a, uh, a homemade lambuna. Oh, 
homemade homemade by yourself or a member of your homemade by myself yeah i've, I've, I've nailed it what's the secret of a homemade lambuna may i ask time time slow cook time and, and and you know dedication good lamb good lamb good lamb excellent where'd you get your lamb from shout out to your local butcher h&m h&m butchers nice excellent 313 norwood high street there you go that's what the podcast here for yeah Sh- shameless shout outs excellent and jocelyn tell me what what could you live on for the rest of your life um um Noosa soup, they are around the corner. <laughs> Big up Noosa soup. Big up. Excellent. Shout out Noosa soup. Noosa soup. Going. Excellent. Excellent. Two, two decent recommendations. Now, before I let you both go, um, this is a tradition on the podcast now where we have a Spotify playlist. So it was kicked off by Sergio Gonzalez, our uh, VFX trainer, with episode one, where the question he wished I'd asked him was, what does he listen to while he works? So when you do have quiet moments where you're doing your deep work, if that's even a thing for you both, um, what's your go-to artist or track that I can put on the Framestore Podcast Daily's playlist? Um, Johnny, give us a give us a good tune or two. Well, I am a big fan of NTS Radio, which is an internet radio um, station set up a while back by a Londoner. Um, and it is very varied. It's got um, some of the greatest DJs ever who do sets on it. It's 24-7. It's from all around the world. It's called NTS. There's two channels, one and two. I'm a massive advocate of that. And um, at the moment, I'm listening to an album uh, by Steve Mack, who has um, reinvented Acid House. Not really reinvented. He's just done a kind of uh, hark back to... 88 summer of love it's called bless this acid house i think uh steve mack it is incredible brand new acid house music excellent it's taking me back taking that that's going right on there thank you johnny and jocelyn bring us home what you're going to get on the playlist for us before i let you go to your client meeting um i at the moment i'm listening to um a guy called bando k He's um, my son listens to grime a lot, so <laughs> I'm checking how how you know bad the uh, lyrics might be, but uh, I've enjoyed oh, that. Oh yeah, I do a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then um, I've listened to um, uh, Yusuf Days. Uh, oh, he's yeah. um, he's a British uh, drummer, jazz uh, person. So I, yeah, I, I like uh, I like. Uh, to listen to his uh, his stuff for them at the moment as well. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Jocelyn. Well, that's uh, the end of our Lab Summer. I love, I love how I'm calling it a Lab Summer special, but thank you both so much for doing that. Honestly, uh, I've learned so much in 90 minutes uh, across this week, of course, in two parts. Really appreciate your time. I know you're really busy. I've literally got to let you go now and do this client call. So I'm going to say goodbye from the Frame Store podcast and thank you, Johnny and Jocelyn. You've been brilliant. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Simon. Well, that wraps up this week's episodes, our Labs Summer Special. Such a wonderful conversation, and I for one learnt a lot. It just leaves me to thank Captain Johnny and Master Gunner Jocelyn for being brilliant guests. Sorry, couldn't resist a pirate ship reference there. And of course, Sam Sosnowski from the Global Training Team on Production Duties. We'll be back in another two weeks' time with the first of two episodes celebrating our teams in our Melbourne studio. And once again, opening up the Framestore Podcast Dailies. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then.